Jeff Ogilvy survives Wingfoot. Now the moment Aaron Badley has waited. Curry Webb is the five-time Australian Open champion. Golf at its best by one of the best in golf, Peter Thompson. Stand in front of a crowd like this today and win the PGA Championship is pretty special. He's done it at last. Greg Norman. his name on the Stonehaven Cup. Leishman to 11 under. Now we've got a new leader, kids. Here is Adam Scott. A life changer. Coming up next, you have unrestricted access to golf across Australia and the world. Thanks to Golf Australia, we're going inside the ropes. Subscribe now on iTunes or your favourite podcast app or head to golf.org.au. Hello and welcome to Inside the Ropes, a very special edition, number 82, live from the Vic Open after round two. Well, it's actually, as we record this, Blakey, because we've got to try and get to the dinner, The uh, I'm joined by Martin Blake, of course. I'm not going to call him extraordinary again because that keeps getting me in trouble. But uh, we're going to the celebrity dinner tonight that's a, become well, a... Well, you keep, are. Keep, us just... You didn't get working. an invite. I certainly got invited. I, I just oh, so you just keep working like I normally You do. just brushed us. I did. <laughs> All right, well, one of the two of the hosts of the Inside the Ropes episode number 82 uh, is going to the dinner, and we have to do this uh, quickly so that we can get there, Yeah. Uh, and we've actually got probably breaking news as we go, because we'll have to figure out what the cut is, because there's still players on the course as we record. I looked out the window out here, just out the back here, at the 13th Beach, two seconds ago, and there were people putting out on the 18th Green. Yeah. So it's like almost live, this Inside almost. the Ropes. <laughs> It is live because we. There's no way if this wasn't live, we would have started the podcast like this, Blakey. I can assure you, we yeah, would have put got, far you've more. You've got the thought. big story today, mate. We've, we would have put far more thought into it. And well, as as you've got the big one, I have got the big one. Um, a fantastic yarn uh, developing here today at Thirteenth Beach, Blakey. A Great young, young player, a young Tyro emerging through the ranks. We always like to see the up and comers. Yeah, it's it is. It's all about the next generation. Yeah. 65. 65, a bogey-free 65 from a young lady. You might have heard of her. I'm not sure you'd have to be a golf fan. Kari Webb. <laughs> well, this is extraordinary, isn't it? Uh, she birdied the last. She went through the back nine in 32 yep. when the toughest conditions of the day were out there. Yep. She's rolled in every putt. The, every time she had a chance, she had five birdies in seven holes she hasn't played a tournament since august last year at the women's british open she's a part-time player she's been back in townsville fishing and watching the north queensland cowboys and i hazy i must admit i said to uh one of our colleagues yesterday that kari was uh you know i basically gave a negative uh tone to the way I just didn't think she'd play particularly well it's just very difficult to come off a, a long break like that but there you go so she was even par yesterday. I watched a fair bit of her first round on the creek course and it's safe to say that her putter wasn't her best friend yesterday. She's gone out today. She birdied the third, uh, the par three on the beach, which is no mean feat in itself, but she three putted for a par. Yeah, she hit it very close there. I saw that. Well, she three putted for a par on the fifth, on the par five fifth. And I think at that stage she thought, eh, here we go again. I'm going to actually be playing from tee to green, but I'm actually not going to get the results that my swing warrants came off the course and half an hour or so ago told me it's been a while since I felt that good on a golf course. 
And she was basically saying from tea to green, that's as good as she's hit it in, in more than a couple of years. So when you're a seven-time major champion and a World Golf Hall of Fame member and you come off the course saying those things, that's awesome. Uh, then she's not in the lead. Let's not get carried away about we, that. But we it's should so do a little scoreboard, shouldn't we? We will do a scoreboard, but it's so exciting to see uh, arguably Australia's greatest ever golfer come to the Vic Open uh, in the twilight of her career, self-admittedly at the twilight of her career, and come out here and just uh, light it up. It was fantastic for, to watch. Great crowds out there with her. I'm sure she's going to be swamped on the weekend. Kari Webber, 65, 7 under 65 on the beach course. A new course record um, because the course has been altered. A best round of the day. She's at 7 under in a share of 5th. And let's run through the leaderboard there, Blakey. Kim Kaufman of the United States. Two fantastic rounds, 66 and 66, um, to be 13 under the car. That's that's great going by any any judgment. Yeah, not not really a surprise to see her there in the sense that she's an LPGA Tour player, which tells you that she's an extremely good player. But she's missed 11 of her last 12 cuts on the LPGA wow. Tour. So she's had a rough last half of 2018. She lost her playing rights, then regained them at the end of the year. She's come out firing here. And interestingly, Hazy, she's been a big advocate for equal prize money between men and women. She's on the LPGA Players Advisory Board and she's been a big... She's spoken out quite prominently about it and she was asked after a round whether the addition of the LPGA co-sanctioned to this tournament, which happened, in, I think, in September... October. October, whether that kind of encouraged her to come down and play. She said, I was going to come down and play anyway. I was going to ask for an invitation because I really like uh, the setup of this tournament the way, way it is. This is what we're looking for. This is what we want because, as we know, Hazy, it doesn't happen anywhere else. Isn't it amazing how many times, not just in golf but in sport generally, when you have a positive mindset towards a tournament, an mm. event, a, a match, how, how, how well it works out for you? Incredible. That's great. I Haru, actually hadn't realised that, so that's fantastic. Haru Nomura uh, well, from Japan who won the Women's well, Australian Open a couple of years ago. We've got to give Andy Marr a shout-out before we do any talk about Haru Nomura because yep. that's his... Name. Anyone who's listened to Inside the Ropes through these first 81 episodes before today knows that Andy cannot say those words, Harunamura, without butchering them. And I forgot to mention him last night. We found out just as we went off air last night in episode 81. He won an award. He won a big award. Uh, and so while I'm giving him a backhander for his pronunciation of Harunamura, big shout. And everyone who listens to um, Inside the Ropes will know of the interview he did with Jared Lyle. Um, yeah probably middle of the year last year, sort of April, May, uh, did a fantastic interview and it got a Sport Australia Media Award last night. And, big uh, one. And it brought big yeah, a big gong and it brought a tear to his eye. So sorry for interrupting the scoreboard reading, but I thought that was the appropriate time given he cannot say Haru Namura. Uh, third place, Sue O of Australia. This is really exciting. Uh, Sue O shot 68 today on the beach course after 67 yesterday she didn't hit it that great she only hit eight fairways today and she's normally known as a ball striker rather than a, a scorer but Sue O's only 22 years of age hazy and a uh, big crowd also following around Sue I, I just think it's great to see her up there she's been I've been right you know penciling in my uh, women's wrap of the tournament today and I was just saying how she spent so much time in the last three to four years in the shadow of Minji, Minji Lee, who she came through at exactly the same time. They were both in the Curry Webb squad. They won a, a world championship together for Australia. They represented Australia at the Olympics. Yet Minji Lee has just probably squeezed into the cut line. 
at even par overall through two rounds. And here's Sue sitting up near the top of the leaderboard. I watched her play uh, quite a bit today. She made everything. She chipped in, chipped in for birdie at the par, th- uh, par three third hole. Unbelievable chip. I was standing right behind it. Uh, she made a bomb for for birdie at the seventh hole, the, the postage stamp hole, and then she just put the parachute up and came in when it got windy in the afternoon. So. Really good result for Sue. Look, it'd be huge for Sue to win win an LPGA event and, and get a two-year exemption. Yep. She was inside the top 60 in the LPGA on the points list last year. So she has been steadily improving, even though, you know, Minji gets all applauded, you know, rightly so. She's number seven in the world. This is a very talented player, Sue. Indeed. Couldn't have said it better. Charlotte Thomas of England, outright fourth at nine under. So Kim Kaufman was 13, Haruna Mura at 11, Sue O oh at 10, Charlotte Thomas of England at nine. Olivia Cowan representing Germany at uh, seven alongside Elena Sharp of Canada, Marissa Steen of the United States and our own Kari Webb. All tied fifth there at seven under. You did mention the potential. Oh, I should touch base on Felicity Johnson who lit it up yesterday to be the overnight leader but unfortunately had a 74 today. Uh, she said it would be hard to follow up her 65 and she, it proved correct but she's still handy there at six under the card. You did mention the other potential big story today, Blakey, and it was just narrowly averted. Um, would it, nothing's ever a disaster. This is golf. This isn't. Uh, we're not saving people's lives here. But Minji Lee bogeyed the 18th hole, and for a moment, we thought she was in trouble. We didn't think she'd make the cut. At that moment, I thought she was. She was definitely outside the cut line. But uh, it's top 65 pros who yeah. go through to tomorrow and then there's another cut tomorrow night which brings it back to 35 so they've got a manageable field for Sunday but Minji has not been a best this week 72 73 I watched her a little bit today up close she uh, she's a little bit off um, just not really playing at her best hasn't again hasn't played in the ha- tournaments hasn't made a putt here in two days so no. Uh, I think we can expect her... To, I reckon she'll charge tomorrow. Quite but I'm a, I am a hopelessly biased opinion when it comes to Minji Lee. Christina so, Kim got in the cut. Christina Kim was one of those to fall in at uh, even par. Uh, those Co- on the course other... was easier today, Hazy. Sorry, um, which, it was harder today. I'm going to get that right. Well, the wind was definitely up today, mm. uh, So, especially in the afternoon. So, I mean, the course started to have a defence. It didn't have one for, for probably the first... Uh, you know, morning or first day and a half, but it definitely was today. Cheyenne Woods was another uh, big name just to fall inside the cut line. Uh, unfortunately, though, we did lose Robin Choi, uh, the young Queenslander who's just got an LPGA Tour card. Paula Creamer, probably the biggest name on the wrong side of the cut line. Tiff Joe, uh, Rebecca Artis, unfortunately, outside at two over, alongside Laura Davies, the crowd favourite. So we did lose some big names. I'm just scrolling down to see if we lost any more. Uh, Hannah my, Green. Hannah Green was, yeah, an unfortunate... Uh, well, she's not going to be around on the weekend. Uh, Mariah Stackhouse, I put the kiss of death on oh, her as my you roughie. You put the anchor on her. So that was disappointing from... I apologise, Mariah. Uh, Tammy Durden making her return. Uh, 77 today, that was disappointing for her. Uh, and I think that's about it. Grace Kim, unfortunately, had an 81 today, our, our leading amateur, which brings us probably, Blakey, to the two amateurs who did make the cut. Um, tremendous golf... From the Australian amateur champion, uh, your girl, Amy. Amy Yong, Amy Hong from Korea. 
is 68-72. She's actually tied 12th. She's a really good player. And the very impressive and ever-improving Steph Kiriakou yeah. from St. Michael's in Sydney. Um, a fantastic young person as well as golfer. 69-72 to sit four under in a tie for 24th. She's excited um, and we are for her. She's done very well to make the cut in the Vic Open against an LPGA Tour field, which brings us, Blakey, to the European Tour co-sanctioned men's field. For the longest time today, it looked like Nick Flanagan might just sort of scoot clear, but he didn't have a great finish to his round. He's, he is, as we run down the leaderboard just quickly, at 14 under a joint leader with Jason Scrivener, Wade Ormsby at 13 under, Matt Jager, Brad Kennedy at 12 under, uh, Nick Cullen so of all Australians at the top there, Nick Cullen, 11 under, alongside Scotland's David Law, and uh, your man Clement Sorday from France at 11 under as well, and then a whole host of players at 10 under, some actually very big names, Ryan Fox, Matthew Griffin, Lucas Herbert. Uh, there's, a, there's a whole swag of players within five or six shots of the leader there. So, Well, my tip was Fox, so he's waiting for the anchor to be put on. He'll surely <laughs> shoot 78 tomorrow because I've tipped him to win, but he's nicely placed there. I watched Lucas Herbert a bit today. He... Uh, Missed a really good birdie opportunity when I was with him on the par four eighth hole. He had a gorgeous shot in there. Then on the ninth, another beautiful shot, then lips out. So he's not too far away. I don't mind his position, uh, Lucas Herbert. He had a big crowd out there with him today, Hazy. I tell he you really what, did. He, he's captured the imagination. What did you think of the crowds today? Because I thought they were really big for a Friday, and I'm, I'm just wondering what's going to happen. Well, I think we're expecting good weather again tomorrow. Oh, I think we're going to get some really big crowds. I think they'll be bumping And it's going to look great on TV around the world. That's that's what I'm really I happy had some, about. I had some texts from people watching overseas today, and they said that crowd looks awesome. Um, it looks very... They said it looks a different course to what they're expecting to see from an Australian television coverage, but and that stands to reason we're down on the coast. But, uh, yeah, they that the crowds were fantastic. They were yesterday morning, which is Really good to see around Kari Webb and Lucas Herbert and Beef Johnson, the ones you'd expect. Uh, and again today, they were fantastic in the afternoon around the marquee groups. Um, Nick Flanagan, as I sort of hinted a minute ago, after his brilliant 10 under 62 yesterday, looked like he might kick clear, Blakey. Got to the lead, but then finished bogey par-par on holes where he'd think to be a little bit more proactive than that on the scoreboard. Yeah, look, he, he um, I think he still played pretty well because he had the tougher of the conditions. I mean, by the time, he, you know, with the, the uh, lead at the start of the day, he was already overtaken before he before he even started playing just after lunchtime. So uh, I think it was a pretty solid round there today without doing anything spectacular. He hasn't taken advantage of the par fives, which is one thing that's interesting. But just in terms of the, the conditions that they got today, Hazy, I looked this up. Uh, the scoring average today was... Uh, 71 against 69 across the two courses yesterday in the men's. So it's two, playing two shots harder across the two courses, and particularly if you happen to be playing in the afternoon, um, it was difficult. You know, David Michaluzzi is an interesting one there, leading amateur from Victoria, tied 16th. I really love the way he, he goes about it. Oh, Marcus Fraser made keep, a run Let's early. keep going on the amateurs while we're there. Yep. So Andre, Andre Lortiz comes out of Kingston Heath in Melbourne, won the Victorian amateur just recently uh, hasn't really been part of the elite program so much, but is going to be very soon, I think, because uh, there's big raps on him. And the Avondale amateur winner uh, just recently in Sydney, Blake Windred, and a share of 33rd after a great 67 today. That was That's fantastic. He's uh, a very impressive young man and uh, playing beautiful golf, so that's good to see. Um, I know that uh, there's plenty of interest in Peter Lonard and Jeff Ogilvy. They both had 66s to start their campaigns yesterday. And they match 72s today to make the cut at six under. 
That cut, Blakey, which is the key element that we need to talk about here, that cut is made at, where is it going to be? It's going to be five under the card. We're going to have 80 people, pros and amateurs, 80 people who are going to have shot five under or better. What does that tell you, Hazy? I'm going to say that unless the wind blows harder here, it shows that they will shred the course because of the length. Yeah, I, that's absolutely true. The defence of most coastal courses in the world is the wind, and that's very true here at 13th Beach. Uh, I don't think there's any reason to doubt that. Um, but you'd be pretty dark if you'd shot a pair of 70s, for example. I'm yeah. sure someone's done that here. 72-68 for Jordan Zunich, for example. 68, four under par today yeah. and in total. And he's packing his bags and going back to New South Wales for the weekend. We've just seen some really good golf. And I'm not really surprised by too many of the guys up the top. I, mean, I am surprised by Nick Flanagan. He's got a fantastic story to his golfing life. I'm sure that you spoke about it last night with winning the US Amateur and then just really going off the radar for so long or getting himself onto the US Tour after that and then going off the radar for so long. But Jason Scrivener and Ormsby are both... They're both players who've been you know, putting together week after week good performances on the European Tour, which is arguably, uh, you know, the equal toughest or second toughest tour in the world. So I'm not surprised to see those two there. Matt Jager, you played with in Geelong last week, I think, and you've you've uh, you've got him out there as, a, as an outsider, and he played brilliantly today as well. So there's not too many there that you'd be uh, surprised by. I actually think it's really good to see so many... Australian players who don't always play the big tournaments because they, they're they kept away by the other tours' commitments yeah. here and doing really well, showing out and showing their wares. We don't always get to see Wade Ormsby or Jason Scrivener and we definitely haven't seen Nick Flanagan much for a long time. Nick Cullen's another who's based overseas um, and they're all really prominent. I think it's great that they're showing Australian crowds what they're made of. That's really to be a big, a big credit to them. Yeah. Let's check, Blakey, just on the other side of the cut line here. There's some there's some names who we probably expected to see around. James Nitties today had a 74 after his world record nine birdies yesterday, but will be around at six under. Um, but on the other side of the cut, which will be made at five under, Adam Bland will miss, Ben Eccles will miss, uh, Harrison Endicott, last year's runner-up, will miss. Uh, Dean Lawson, my pre-tournament prediction of of so you talk of, yourself up when you you tip a winner. No, I'm, t- I'm, I'm giving myself Can you a just sla- please own up to the no, fact I'm that give, you've destroyed him. I'm giving. I did destroy it, him. I've given myself a slap. Is it true that you you isn't it true <laughs> that you stopped me from going out and watching Lucas Herbert at one point today because you said I'd I'd drag him down. <laughs> I did I go out there. I, I did go out there, you know, as soon as he made a bogey, I thought, that's it, I'm out of here. <laughs> Matteo Manicero, the Italian hero, is uh, missing the cut, unfortunately. Matt Miller, who's ultra-consistent normally, you know, and he's he's a good example here. 69-72, and he's going to miss the cut by two shots. It's incredible. Nick Ahern is 68 today, but on the wrong side of the cut line. Uh, a previous champion, Dimi Papadados, 74 today. Unfortunately, we'll miss the cut at three under. Pete Senior, the same at three under. There's a whole heap of big names here. On the wrong side of the cut, Cameron John's been in good form. Jake McLeod, a newly minted European tool player, has missed. Oh, yeah. uh, Simon Hawks, the defending champion's gone after 72, uh, one under in total. Um, Travis Smythe, um, who else are we looking at here, Blakey? This just seems to roll on and on. Yeah, yeah. Rio Ishikawa. Oh, Rio Ishikawa. Japan two over, just didn't didn't really fire a shot. Didn't saw, fire. saw a little bit of him today. He's missed out. Peter O'Malley, the veteran's gone. Anthony Quayle, your man, is out. Robert Allenby, the veteran, has missed the cut. Seventy-one, seventy-six. So a lot of a lot of pretty 
you know, big names missed the cut there. But so the, it's just been a, a high quality of golf that you needed to, to get through. But the biggest name that's going to miss the cut, Blakey, Beef right Johnson. there. Andrew yeah. Beef Johnston. Yeah. 77 today, and as I call up his card, he was cruising at one stage. So he shot a 66 to start on the creek course yesterday, came across to the beach, birdie the second, birdie the third, and you're thinking, wow. this guy's going to roll through this field, and he's mm. got his game back. Bogey on five, bogey on six, double on eight, birdie to 11, but bogey on 12, bogey on 13, and another double on 15. Yeah, so I saw him bo uh, double the eighth. He, he hit into the fairway bunker down the left, tried mm. to take it on too much with the second shot, hit the lip of the bunker, only went about 20 metres, then missed the green to the left from the rough and double bogey. So That's yeah, a big turn up for, for Beef when he was sitting cruising it through 22 holes of the tournament. He's at eight under the card. Mm. And he's crashed out with a 77. Um, he'll be he'll be flat with that. So you'll have to pick up the toys out of the cot and take him to Perth and see what happens in the in the Super Sixes. So we go to the beach course now for the rest of the tournament. Is we're all right? about the beach course, and yeah. we're, we're cut again. It's the better of the two courses, isn't it? I believe so. There's yeah. there's those who argue that the Creek course is you know more forgiving and and easier to play for the club hackers like you and I, but uh, I think the beach course is is the premier one of the two. Uh, it, we'll, we'll make a third round cut, which is not um, a common practice in Australia, but I think it's a very good one. Uh, and we'll get, come down to much more manageable fields uh, for the fourth round on Sunday. Do you want to alter your tips or anything here before we I'm go? I'm sticking with Ryan Fox and, uh, you know, who did I tip for the women's? I can't even recall. <laughs> Whoever it was, <laughs> I've put the anchor on them. Uh, no, thanks very much, Blakey. We appreciate your time tonight. Uh, we've loved bringing you Inside the Ropes special edition from the ISPS Hand of Vic Open, episode number 82 of Inside the Ropes. There's been a bit of talk uh, as brought to my attention by Greg Oakford that we should perhaps rename it, uh, given the lack of ropes here at 13th Beach for the Vic Open, but we'll stick with it for the time being. It's done us well for 82. We'll keep going with it for now. And enjoy your dinner, Hazy. Thanks, Blakey, and th really thanks for your support in coming. Thank you, everyone. We'll bring you a third edition, a third round edition tomorrow of Inside the Ropes. Until then, I'm Mark Hayes. That was Martin Blake. We'll catch you then.